Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. I, Ricky Loudermilk, and my friends Matt Lupe and Eric Loudermilk are on a journey to reach the life of our dreams while inspiring and helping others along the way. Whether you are going from high school to college, child to adult, follower to leader, nine to five to entrepreneur, or anything in between, we are here to help turn the page from dreams to reality. As it is the Next Chapter Podcast, an important part in your next chapter of your life is knowing one, when to quit, and two, when to take that next direction in your life, to change directions, to pivot, or is it just failure? And that's a very fine line that we have to figure out. Yeah, there's a lot of people, especially our age, that experience hardships or failures and a lot of times we either diagnose it as like I failed or I quit because I wasn't qualified enough or maybe it's something where it's just like it doesn't didn't serve me like I should not be pursuing this anymore um, mm-hmm. I think many people get too hard on themselves because they can't decipher between the three and how to properly recognize like your individual progress and your direction in life um, so I think it's good to like shed some light on it because I think everybody's gone through something like this to a level before. Um, the thing that comes to mind for me is when I was in school and like I thought I wanted to be a doctor, like when I first transferred out of it, I thought like I failed, like I couldn't make it through, like I'm mm-hmm. such a failure. But then after that, I really recognized like, no, it wasn't a failure. And I didn't really quit on it because I found something that served me better. Like it was more beneficial to me, it's, it fit me better, and it was more of a powerful change. Um, do you guys have any examples of something like this where you maybe first identify as a failure and then now you're like, no, this was either good or maybe it was like, yeah, I failed and I recognize it as a failure. I think when I failed and recognized something as a failure in my life, it's going back to my college days as well. Whenever I'm looking back at my at my classes, whenever I didn't get a grade that I wanted in a class, so I had to drop it. To me, that was a failure. And from there, I could have pivoted and went and switched majors like many people did at my school, or I could have figured out how to do better and come back from that failure, bounce back, and do better the next time. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Bounce back, do better the next time. Nice. I've failed at a lot of things, but um, one that's coming right to mind is like stock trading. Um, but the thing is, I've taken so many lessons, and I feel like I could do it eventually just now is not the right timing and i finally came to terms with it that it's not quitting because i've gained myself so much financial knowledge that will set me up for the future and uh you know just like golf man i i think that sometimes the more you look at things the more complicated you can make it but if you just go up and swing a ball to swing a ball I think you'll do good a lot of the times Mm -hmm. without overthinking things. Why do you guys think failure occurs in our lives? Like in what instances is like, okay, that's why failure occurred. I think whenever I look back and I think about failure in my own life, it's because maybe I was going in a direction that wasn't necessarily going to serve me. I think honestly, everything in my life has a certain purpose and a certain goal that I'm ultimately progressing to. And whenever I stray away from that goal or whenever I find myself getting off track, I think there's something that God puts in my life that makes me fail intentionally that I can get myself in check. Again, going back to that schooling, 
I was not nearly putting in the work that I know I should have been putting in to graduate with the degree that I graduated with. Because for me, I because high school came so easy to me, I was thinking, I'm in this class, I go to class every day, that's more than what a lot of people do in college, I'm going to be able to graduate because I'm already going to class, that's enough, I didn't have to study in the past, I'll be good now. And whenever that first exam in college hit me and I got a 52% and my second ever chemistry course, my second year of freshman, my second year freshman or my second semester of freshman year, whenever that course had hit me, I'd failed at it because I knew that I wasn't putting in the work that was necessary. And that taught me that I'm going in the wrong direction. And if I continue in that direction, it's going to lead to ultimate failure. So that was, I think it's a checkpoint that'll keep me in line that can bring me back to a grounded state where I can basically reevaluate my situation and readjust these little, these little knobs, these figurative knobs on my life, and I can move myself into a better direction. I think failure happens because lessons need to be learned. Uh, I think failure happens because of exactly what Ricky said, but yeah, I think also, you just summed up my point in, in like four words. Yeah, but also like to kind of take a different spin off of it. Um, I think we need to learn lessons, but sometimes it takes an extreme for us to learn the ultimate lesson. And blatant failure will really show us like, okay, with true vision, no judgment, I failed. And then I think it's super important to understand why you failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think things are hard because sometimes we know we need a change, but we don't change because life is life is as we know it. If we keep continuing on the path that we're not, uh, that if we keep continuing on the path that we're on, but that's not where we're destined to be. We're destined to be, um, completely to the right of where we're going so it just kind of is like a course correction yeah for sure similar to that i want to kind of continue on this topic really quick because as eric was talking i thought of something and i really think there's two different types of failure i think there's like a minor failure and a major failure so a minor failure for me would have been having to retake the class a major failure would have been having to drop out of college a minor failure in life would be maybe having a fight with your spouse, an ultimate failure would be getting a divorce. I think there's two levels of failure and one will keep you in check. One is good where it'll keep you in check because you can learn lessons from it. Both you can learn lessons from, but I think there's positives to one and negatives to another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that failure is not an end all be all because like in the situations you brought up, you can fail an exam, but still pass a class. You can fail a class, but still graduate. Like, it's just one little small part of the way, but it you need to learn from it. If you want to be successful, you need to, like I think it was 10,000 times that Thomas Edison failed before he invented the light bulb. Like Shout out cra- Napoleon Hill's book. Crazy number. Yeah. And um, not many people will ever endure that kind of like failure in life and mm-hmm. stick it through until that 10,001 time. But um, he's viewed as a, a success now because he got mm-hmm. to that final objective of like getting to where he wanted to be it, people don't define him as the ten thousand failures they define him as the one time where it actually worked and changed the world mm. so even if failures happen it only 
is negative if you quit. And a lot of times we do quit in life because we feel like the failure is too big. We're not good enough to get to that goal, whatever it is. Um, failure is only meaningful in a bad way if you quit. So the flip side of this, what does quitting mean to you? Why does quitting happen? Have you quit at something that you want to uncover? Like, let's talk about why this is uh, an action of some people. We could talk about quitting real quick, but before we talk about quitting, I want to address that one thing that you said, because I think that was absolutely beautiful, is you're not defined by your failures, you're defined by your success, as Thomas Edison is, because he's the dude who invented the light bulb. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's beautiful thinking about that, because whenever I just thought about that, I'm not defined by Ricky, the person who dropped out of his freshman chemistry class, I'm defined as Ricky, neuroscience graduate from Penn State University. Yep. Like, that's awesome. That's, that's a good spin on it. But back to the topic of quitting, I can't think of a time in my life where I've quit something. And like off the top of my head, I know there's some that are in there, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Whenever I quit, whenever I do quit at something or whenever I have quit at something that I can't necessarily think of right now, I think it's because I didn't believe in myself to go through with it, to be completely honest. I think it's because I, I, one, wasn't willing to put in the work that was required to do it, or two, I didn't have the belief that I could attain whatever goal was at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it's also um, people, a lot of people quit because it's not meaningful enough to them. Like you embark on a goal. Like I can't tell you how many times I've like been on social media and I see like someone that looks our age be like, I make this amount of money doing this. And like that ego in me is just like, I need to do it. I need to make that kind of money. For like, sure. Why not? Um, but then I'm just like, no, it, it doesn't even like, that's not important to me. Like I would hate to do something like that. It's like stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I would embark and I did this before, like I wanted to get into drop shipping and I thought I was going to be so successful at it. I was like all in. And then I actually started doing it and I was just like, I don't even like this at all. Like I, it was easy for me to quit because I was just like, I don't align with this. Like, that's not who I am. I have no interest in it. There's people that are very successful at dropshipping because it interests them. It's part of their identity. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me, like lifting and being a sports agent. Like I love that kind of stuff. A lot of people, they wouldn't love it. So they don't succeed at it. And they, if they wanted to, they'd quit. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with like where your priorities are because you can't manage like 20 things at once in life. For you sure. can manage just a few things. Um, so if you start to add more on your plate when you really can't handle it, that's when you start to have to quit because you just can't prioritize so many things. And as life goes on, your priorities change as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, one thing that I, that both me and Eric actually quit together was when we were in going into college, when we started our social media account, our fitness mm -hmm. page, and we had grown it pretty significantly in the short time that we were, um, that we were doing it because we were so invested in it, but we weren't so invested to the point where it became a necessity that we wanted to continue through college. And that's where I guess priorities shifted, where us growing our personal brand at that time wasn't as big as a priority as I would say necessarily now it is, because now I would be more invested in that. Now I would be willing to not quit, but that's something that we had quit on in the past and that just fell through yeah. because we weren't willing to put the time in for one and it wasn't necessarily our biggest priority at that time. Mm -hmm. I think quitting relates to what Ricky was calling the major failure as opposed to the minor failure. Yep. Um, and I think 
quitting is the result of repeated failures over and over again when you get to essentially the biggest wall that you just can't seem to overcome. So the ease of quitting is is uh, less than the ease of going over that wall. So I think quitting can benefit people in a lot of ways as, as long as it just doesn't serve them anymore or serve the person that they want to become. Um, if it's too taxing on your body or your mind, uh, but it's something that you really have to weigh out and it's important to take away the lesson because failures, with those minor failures, it's important that you take the lessons away so you don't get to the point of ultimate quitting ultimately quitting Mm -hmm. yeah that's good and also is there i guess like a good question could be is your reward worth what it's going to take to put into it because what i think about is there was this study done where mice were given cocaine but to get the cocaine they had to press a lever how many times do you think so the experiment went the mice pressed the lever once it got cocaine then once it pressed it seven times, it got more cocaine. Then it was 13 times. It was on a variable schedule, so and it kept increasing. So if it got cocaine from pressing it 13 times, it wouldn't know when it was going to get its next reward, but it would be at some point after pressing that lever for some amount of times. How high, how many presses of the lever do you think it took for that mouse to get cocaine at the very top? 12,000. Matt? Mm. Like 200? That's a great guess, Eric. I think it was 14,000. Wow. 14,000 presses of a lever. But at some point, there was a there was a barrier where I was like, okay. And it restarted every single time. I forgot to mention that. So it pressed the lever, say, 14,200 times. So now it goes back to zero, and now it has to press it 14,400 times to get that cocaine again. Hmm. So at some point, there becomes a a barrier where your reward doesn't meet what you have to put in. And I think that's another reason for failure. Yeah, that's really good. Um, one problem I see with this is people that are like extremely mentally tough and they're out to prove something. Mm-hmm. They refuse to quit just for the reason that they don't want to quit. That's they very don't even true. care about the reward. Yes, very um, true. I was watching a video of Jesse James West this morning. I was telling you guys about he was doing like a liver king challenge, mm-hmm. pulling 180 pounds with a sled wearing 75 pounds on a ruck, carrying 70 pound dumbbells in each hand, 20 pound ankle weights on each ankle, mid-August in Texas, going through like a ranch terrain. And he had to do it for a mile. And there was one point mic'd up that he said, I can't give up because I wouldn't be able to live with myself for like giving up on this and quitting this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he endured a lot of pain just because he didn't want, like I was always worried about, like I just can't quit. I mean, David Goggins has run races on broken bones. Mm-hmm. It's reported that the most dangerous people to climb some of the highest peaks in our world are the ones that are mentally tough because they will ignore the signs of stop or descend. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll be the ones that die because they push through the pain because they just want to make it to the top and For end up sure. dying because of it. So how do we balance like being so invested into a goal with, maybe listen to your body, listen to what's right, and maybe quitting is an option because you, you're you just not 
cut out to like doing that it's like not meaningful and i know exactly what you're saying that is such a great question because the difference between stubbornness and just doing it because you are willing to do it and it's what you said you were going to do maybe you're like you're really you're a man of your word and you said i'm going to do this so now you have to see it through to the very end and that's stubbornness versus grit getting through just the bad times and doing what you have to do because you know that there's reward on the other side that's a very fine line that i really don't even know Mm -hmm. what's that difference between stubbornness and i guess perseverance because one could be detrimental to you you could be continuing on the wrong path when maybe there is a signal for you to quit that you should be quitting but the other is there's just this obstacle it's just another roadblock that you're going to get to to get that you're going to get over to get through your goal but i I can't say that I know that difference, mm-hmm. yeah. to be completely honest. I can't say I know it either, but um, something that relates to all of us was our sales jobs. And I think we ended up quitting because the reward of what we were going to get was not worth that mental investment that we were putting in. And we saw that we could do something more productive with our time. So I think it's also, you know, quitting should never be the first answer, but quitting is okay because it's a part of life. And if you're not failing, you're not putting yourself in enough positions where you can learn or be great or change the world. Mm -hmm. So I think that we just have to reflect and pray about what's best for us in our situation that's very true if you're not risking failure you're not going to get rewarded success if you're not risking heartbreak you're not going to find love if you're not risking ten thousand dollars you're not going to get a million dollars you have to be able to risk a tremendous downside for you to get a tremendous upside Mm -hmm. and if you're not putting yourself in positions where you are subject to failure you're not in the right place yeah I, a lot of people will fail or quit because they're just not cut out for it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, a lot of people need to understand like a failure or quitting comes from just changing paths in life mm-hmm. and readjusting your priorities and understanding more about yourself that there's something else better for you. How do we find peace of mind of switching to a different career, a different town, different relationship changing something in your life that like you might not be excited to announce because it changes your identity but you need to understand like i quit what i'm currently doing for a reason this is going to be more beneficial to me i do embrace this change i think after every single change there's going to be some sort of uncomfortable uncomfortable state where you just feel like you're in the wrong place i eric just talked about our sales job that's a great thing to talk about we were at least me personally, I was stubborn in that sales job where I should have left a little while before that actual quitting point was. I should have thrown in the towel sooner. But for me, it was that was part of my identity. I didn't want to change because that's what I was doing. That's who I was. That's what I told everyone who we were here with, what we were doing. And that's what I was honestly all in on. Or yeah, that was that's what I was the most in on. So for me, it was... I know this is the right step to change. And I think when you can decipher if it's the right next step for one, 
is because me personally i know we talked about it all the time i woke up matt dreading days mm-hmm. and i know we talked about that and when you wake up and you dread a certain aspect of your day i think that's when it's very apparent that there is a need for change in your yeah. life whatever that may be and even if it's something that you hate it's a job you hate and you leave it you're still going to feel uncomfortable after you leave it because you've done it for so long it's ingrained in your site and your routine that it feels like it's almost a part of your identity so whenever you switch whatever it is you're doing job town whatever you're going to feel a sort a level of uncomfortability but after it's gonna it's gonna go away eventually and Mm -hmm. you're gonna find yourself in your new place yeah i think exactly what you said matt it's embracing change and you have to be okay with change and it's always going to be whenever you're going through an identity shift or whenever you're going through a change there's always going to be that period of grieving that old life that you had exactly but you have to understand that what you're going to do in the future ideally is a lot more than what you can do in the present Mm -hmm. so that change is good but it's uncomfortable because yeah maybe you're losing a person maybe you're losing your friends maybe you're losing the comfortability that life had but there's more out there for you in the world than where you're currently at and you have to be okay with that and you have to welcome that change and be um, open to changing your life and doing it for the better. 100%. Yeah, because if you don't make that change, then it'll never happen and you're stuck in the same cycle. Exactly. Um, In my opinion, the hardest part about this is the opinion of others and your image Mm -hmm. in their eyes. Very hard. I definitely struggled with this in the past year because when over the summer, last summer, I was like all in on studying for the LSAT. I thought I was going to be going on the law school track. And mm-hmm. like I would tell people just because that was literally my identity that summer. I was studying nonstop. Like yep. someone would be like, hey, what are you doing this summer? Or do you want to go do something? Like I, just, I had to say like, I'm studying for this. I'm like, oh, cool. You're going to law school. It just brings up that conversation. Yep. And then I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm transitioning out of that. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. Had a lot of conversations with people like, oh, like, did you decide on a school? Or like, where are you moving to next? And just like, no, that it's not happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was almost afraid to say that because I felt like I was a failure in their eyes of like, they saw me like, wow, he's going to be doing great things to like, oh, like what happened? And I didn't want to like explain myself of For like sure. why it didn't happen. Um, I mean, even us, like when we moved down here, like it was everyone we... Um, introduce ourselves to it's like oh like you you two going to med med school i'm going to law school and like we had really no plans on doing that it was just like that's our identity and you kind of want validation Mm -hmm. but then it's also like you're kind of scared yourself to like embrace no i'm someone else now yeah no yeah that is so true yeah and i think if you can have confidence in yourself either in the sense of like i don't give a f what other people think about me or just like overwhelming self-confidence of like I'm doing this for me, that's when you can actually naturally change job to job, girlfriend to girlfriend, uh, hometown to new location without the opinion of others actually impacting anything. Yeah, that's so true. And what you're saying right there, Matt, is we always we always do worry about the opinions of others. I know it gets to me way more than it should. I'm always affected by what I think others are going to perceive me as. And I really like what Eric said maybe two weeks ago when we were talking about people and they say their identity and they talk about themselves too much. And Eric said, what you see me as, what you see me doing, that's what I do. 
I don't need to tell you anything else about my life. I don't need to tell you what my goals are. I don't need to tell you what I'm planning on doing. What you see me as is what I am. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. So like if you see me working at McDonald's, I work at McDonald's. I'm a McDonald's worker. That's it. And to have the confidence in yourself, whatever it is you're doing, to be able to say that this is what I do, what you see me as is what you're getting. That's me. And not trying to have that ego where you're inflating yourself or, yeah, I graduated from Penn State. I'm going to med school. I have a business. All this, all this stuff that you want to say to people to try and elevate who you are in their eyes because you want to increase that image of yourself when you can be like, yeah, cool. I'm working here. That's, what, that's who you see me as. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. That's the ultimate confidence. And yep. I think that's so hard to come by, come by this day for anyone and especially for me. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. And if you have that, you can actually embrace this change that it is literally like I'm changing paths. I'm doing this for the betterment of myself because you know it's genuine for For yourself. And you know you have peace of mind of like, hey, I I need to make this change because it's a new season of my life or I'm just, you know, better cut out for this. Um, Because if you can erase what other people think, then you're not influenced by anything else. You're just doing it for you. And that's really all it comes down to. Mm -hmm. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a great conversation. I just want to kind of put it out there because a lot of events happen where we either see ourselves as a failure, we see ourselves as quitting, or we see ourselves as just like, and this is rare, a lot of people need to embrace this more of like, maybe it's just not fitting in your life right now. Mm-hmm. You need to just have a change and like, it's good to make make that change. You're not quitting, you're not failing, you're just transitioning. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, great insight i hope this helps people navigate some choices and actions in their life yeah pivot transition do something different quit take risks and fail Failure is all part of the journey and it's where you're going to learn a lot about yourself and who you're going to be hell yeah exactly hell yeah keep failing to succeed thank you for tuning into this episode we hope you are closer to finding success in your next chapter If you want to stay up to date with our lives, follow us on social media at ricky.loudermilk, eric.loudermilk, and matt underscore loopy. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday to get you one step closer to the life of your dreams. We are extremely grateful for your attention, and we will catch you all in the next episode.